This is a podcast from Minute Media. Check your email. There we go. Hello, Bill. Hello. My apologies. Uh, this has never happened before, so my apologies, folks, to everybody that's listening. I got hit up with 20 messages. Man, what happened? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, but just quickly recap. Uh, so you say you just been laying low? Yeah, I just I have a much different role. I I. I've carved out a much different role for myself over the last couple of years where mm -hmm. I kind of want to see all the content. And so um, I want, I need to try and put people in position to make plays. And so I'm just kind of staying a little quiet, but it's been quite the vacuum over the last few months that's been filled. And um, it's been interesting to watch it because um, just like in politics in what our world has become online, the loudest voices who scream the loudest, and really just beat the same drum every single day are the ones getting attention, which is, which is fine, uh, I guess, but it's just, it's not, I just don't know if it's the healthiest and it's, um, and it's probably not the smartest. Um, so it's a little unfortunate, but I know that that's where so many things have gone and unless people fill that space with, um, with, as you would call truth, um, you know, or just kind of just hold on. Not everything's all that bad. Not everything's all that great. It's always right. The right. truth is usually in the middle of things, and I've always been like that. Um, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll never be a cheerleader. I'll never be like, yeah, no, this is great. And I'll never. And if things are going great, I'll be like, are they really going that great? So I'm always, I'm always one to kind of go to the middle. So to see the extremes that so much of the online world has gone to, whether it's politics and sports or anything else, it's just yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I want to get back in and navigate it. Okay. All right. Well, I know you said it's a lot of changes, but one of our favorites has been uh, Panthers Confidential. Are uh, you think we get another episode of that this year? Potentially. Uh, yeah, we've had we had some video staff turnover over the last year. Okay. And we are trying to build something even bigger. It probably won't be ready until training camp, um, where we have a fully well built video team. Um, this is this is probably our busiest time of the year, and we have a bit of a skeleton staff for the moment because we got to cover draft, and then we'll have schedule release. Um, we will try and do one of our one of our big videos for that. Um, the good news is everyone we've used over the last, you know, everyone we've used over the years, um, we're still working with them. They're just not in the building at the moment, so um, people have gone on to really good things, and we're still using them for a lot of our big projects. Um, as we then rebuild the in, internal team we have. Um, so as far as Panthers Confidential, um, I think we'll have a more stripped-down version after the draft that will focus really just on the draft. Um, it won't be last year. We had to kind of like jimmy in some things about free agency and a tra Sam Darnold trade and stuff like that. Just the, the way we're built this offseason, we didn't really capture a lot of that stuff. Um, but we should be in an okay position to tell a decent draft story as long as the draft is interesting. 
um, if they stay with only six picks and there's not a lot of movement and it's like, okay, like the, like practically like bringing an offensive lineman is the smart thing to do, but is it the most entertaining thing? So I don't want to guarantee an episode because I don't want to do an episode if it's going to be boring, if it's like, well, okay, here's what happened, but is it all that interesting? Um, so it's most likely, but I can't guarantee it. Okay. All right. You know, I had a set of questions, but we had a couple of things happen uh, that's kind of hot. That's got Panthers Twitter jumping. So I'm going to get right into it with you here. Um, the interview by Sam Donald um, on the podcast and the alleged response by Robbie Anderson. What was your take on that? I don't know, man. Like, I think people are just it's again, it's, it's the beginning. It's like what I said at the beginning. Like, I think people. People probably need to step away from their computers and their cell phones a little bit. And maybe I'm so blasé about it right now because that's what I've done. Like, I just don't tweet as much anymore. I don't read the comments anymore. And I think people who are really going crazy over this stuff and people who are just refreshing stuff all the time. And that used to be me as well. But it's just it just makes you go crazy. Like, Robbie, like trying to determine what Robbie is actually saying, like, on social isn't like. Who knows? I think people who are close to Robbie don't really get him all the time either. So I'm not going to try and pretend I know what things Robbie is or isn't saying on, on social media. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. He came out with a tweet. I didn't know if you saw it a little while ago. And he was basically saying, like, like, leave him out of the drama. I'm up here in New York with my family trying to get stuff situated. If I wanted to talk about him, I would tag him. So I think that was his way of saying um, he wasn't talking about Sam Donald, so just leave it's, it at uh, that. It's April seventh. We're five months away from like, like at least to five months away from week one. So this is just. I just think every year people are getting crazier and crazier, and this is an example of where it's just like April seventh. We got to talk and freak out about something, and so um, <laughs> we're talking and freaking out about that today. Right now, the other hot topic here um, was. Yeah, you know, the whole thing about what's going on in Rock Hill with the stopping of the construction and the uh, Rock Hill City Council uh, allegedly not upholding their bargain. Uh, fans are presuming that by Mr. Terrell being silent, that uh, he could, uh, it was kind of put out there that he potentially might permanently close it down and possibly relocate the team. Fans on Panther Twitter had just been freaking out over this whole Rock Hill thing. So what kind of clarity can you provide on what's really going on with that? Now, I'm, like, super important, as everyone knows, but believe it or not, like, I'm not involved in any of those conversations. And Like, okay. you know what I'm involved in doing? Like, so Amy Keene, our social media manager, left a few months ago. Our video people left a few months ago. What I'm involved in my day-to-day -day is I'm trying to figure out how to make this social media badass again, how to make our videos badass again. I'm trying to figure out what we're doing for schedule release with with people that don't even work in the building anymore. Like when we have the uh -huh. biggest concept physically yet that we're going to try and do for schedule release, um, how we're going to execute that, how we're going to execute draft coverage and all this other stuff. So like that's, that's my world. <laughs> like okay. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, but like that's, that's like, I know people are freaking out about all this other this stuff right now, but it's people just need to take deep breaths about a lot of things, you know. Like, yes. I don't know what's going on in Rock Hill? You and I, like you and I, don't know what's going on in Rock Hill. Like, those are those are big people that are dealing with that stuff, and I have no idea what's going on with it. If they tell us we're going to Rock Hill one day, I'll go to Rock Hill. If they tell us we're not, we're not. But 
Um, I I purposely keep myself out of that, and I'm not invited anyway. Gotcha. Well, based on that here, that kind of changed my the way I answer these questions. Instead of looking for more fat based answers, I definitely uh, I always respect your opinion here. So uh, my first uh, this was my first original. Uh, what do you feel like the Panthers' plan was uh, going in when it came to uh, addressing the needs during the off season? Like what? Uh, with what you think May was the plan and what's actually happened. Yeah, I think, um, right, it's – and they've told us, I don't think – I don't think they're lying to us. I think they told us, listen, we spent the first couple of years of this regime building up the defense. Um, now was the defense as good as, like, right, the number two ranked defense last year in terms of yards allowed? It's probably not that good, but it's a lot better than it was two years ago. Um and now, okay, we're going to spend time building the offense. Um, so, again, we're living in a world where everything needs to be fixed today and we need to make judgments today. I don't know if it's going to work out. Like, that's that's never been my thing, being like, no, guys, they're doing great. They're making all the right decisions. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just like, they've always – this stuff doesn't get fixed right away. Unless, right, you get a Joe, Joe Burrow at number one. Well, you can fix things pretty quickly if you get that. We get a Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's why so much pressure is on getting a quarterback and getting the right quarterback. But there's only how many of those quarterbacks around. And if you don't have one of those guys, then you're going to always be swinging and swinging and swinging. And so that's that's just where they're at. And, you know, I think – and I, I, I understand where a lot of fans are at because you had it good for so long. But, like, there's really something about that all-or-nothing poster, right, where you had those you had those guys and it was always going to end. Right, like especially with the quarterback, they're right there, and I get a lot of grief. I, I still get a lot of grief about um, flippantly, you know, which is my style. Flippantly, kind of defending the Will Greer draft selection and being like, "Yeah, what safeties are going to come after this?" And then Chauncey Gardner Johnson turned into a pretty good safety. Um, but I'll still like, like they, I like I knew that Cam Newton had what was going on with his shoulder, and mm-hmm. you had to try and figure out what your future at quarterback was going to be. Now, if you want to say, Bill, I knew that Will Greer wasn't going to be right, oh, then that, sure, maybe I was backing the wrong quarterback there. But taking a quarterback late in the third round, it was a comp pick, so it was like essentially late third round, early fourth round pick, um, you had to find some sort of plan. There wasn't a plan, a succession plan for Cam Newton, which was obviously quarterback's the most important position in football. Um, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. But you had Cam Newton coming to the end. You had Greg Olson, Thomas Davis. Ryan Khalil, Luke Keekly. Well, we didn't know Luke was coming in, but still, all that ended at one time. Then you bring in a new regime. You have to do all that turnover. You can't do all that turnover at once. You want to try and build it the right way. Who knows if it's the right way or not? I don't know. I think, again, we can't make a, a, a judgment on this. It seems like some of the pieces they put in, at least on defense, is the right way. Now they're mm-hmm. trying to put on offense. Is it going to work out? Who knows, but I think we can make an educated guess that until they swing and hit on one of these quarterbacks, then then we're still going to be having a lot of conversations. But, like, freaking out every single day, like April 7th, like trying to read tea leaves of what Robbie Anderson's saying on social media, I just think it's not good for our mental health. Yeah, definitely not. And, Bill, I will confess, I'm one of those people that threw a hissy fit when we drafted Real Greer because I was – you know, in the four-man rush, we had did a lot of study on Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. And, uh, yeah, I was one of those people that uh, threw my water bottle when we drafted I was, I was wrong. I'm wrong. Like, I, like, 
I'm sure, like, here's the deal. I was super wrong about that. I, I think I've been pretty right. Well, I, I can't say I've been pretty right because I rarely actually have opinions or go out on a limb. I just kind of always kind of play it right in the middle. So I'm never, like, really a hot take guy. I've never been that way, right? As I said, I've always come to the middle. Like, things are never that good. They're never that bad. Uh, I just knew that they needed to try somewhat at quarterback. Um, but, listen, if, if during that draft, if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson walked into a room wearing a shirt that said, I'm Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, I want to know who the guy was. So I've never claimed to actually understand football all that well. I've just tried to always explain why they're doing what they're doing. And then, like, the current people inside the building, I kind of knew it. And, like, okay, here's why. Is it going to work out? They're cutting Steve Smith. Is cutting Steve Smith the right decision, wrong decision? I don't know. But here's why they're doing it. I'm not saying it was a good decision or a bad decision. Um, okay. Listen, like Cam Newton, like there was something wrong with his shoulder around that time, and he just had a second shoulder operate. Like, hello, guys that throw a football when they have procedure done for a second time, that's probably not good, right? And then in mm-hmm. training camp, when he couldn't actually throw downfield and actually connect on on a deep ball, like it's been four to five years. It's been four seasons now since that. So people who want you to see these like different things and like that, like there are some truths to be told. Um, Cam did now what they did do. It was a 2018 season, right, or 2019 season? I get these seasons when Cam wasn't when they started six and two because he couldn't really throw the ball downfield with all that much accuracy. They started six and two because he really started buying in, and Norv did a really good job because that was Norv's first year. Norv did a really good job of getting Cam to finally buy because Cam always thought he had to make the big plays because Cam was always the alpha on the field. And so, like, if that play's not open, he's still going to try and make the plays, and a lot of times he would. Um, but Norv got him to buy in, just take the simple throw, simple throw, simple throw, and they went six and two, and then obviously things things went off the rails. But even I know everyone blames the J.J. Watt hit, and there was something about the J.J. Watt hit, but Cam could not complete passes 30, 40 yards down the field even before that. Um, mm-hmm. Now he was evolving as a quarterback, and that's that's okay. You, you're gonna you're gonna evolve, especially a guy that got hit that much. You're gonna have to evolve. Um, sorry again for going off on a tangent. That's kind of what I do. Um, <laughs> you fine? I don't remember what the question was. Um, but uh, <laughs> so, oh, Will Greer, yeah. So, but like the thing was, all that's happening, and what was the plan of quarterback? Like, what was the plan? Like, like the the Colts went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. It wasn't easy for the Colts to say goodbye to Peyton. It wasn't easy for a divorce like that, of course. But they had a plan. Like, there wasn't a plan to move on from this guy who we all knew was the most hit quarterback in the league by like hundreds of hits. And there wasn't a plan. So yeah, late in the third round, I, you knew that Will Greer wasn't going to, you, you knew that Will Greer wasn't going to be an NFL quarterback. I didn't know if he was or wasn't, but Hey, I'd take a flyer on a quarterback because as much as you might like Chauncey Gardner Johnson, I'd much rather have potentially a flyer at a quarterback than a safety late in the third round because quarterbacks are a little bit more valuable than safeties. I was wrong in that specific specific circumstance, but I will still defend taking a swing on a quarterback. If you want to argue about who that specific quarterback was, go for it and you're right. But at that time, taking a swing at a quarterback when they had no plan at quarterback was, to me, smart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that you made that point, I, I kind of have less venom about it because, you know, you brought up some good points there. Uh, so let me ask you this, because every year, um, you know, Panthers, we try to, you know, fi- Panther fans, we try to figure things out. Heading into the offseason, the Panthers kind of in the middle of the pack as far as money available for 
uh, salary cap for the free agency. And then all of a sudden, with some restructurings, uh, last check, we were still like the uh, number one team with the most salary cap available. Is, was those moves you think done with the uh, idea of pursuing after something big or was that to just have enough money available uh, you know, for the season? Because typically we've known uh, previous Panther GMs like Gettleman, Herney, say that they like to have a certain amount of, of uh, money going into the, uh, to the season. Look like the last check, the Panthers right around thirty million. Um, yeah. You think that was just um, just regular business, or they were possibly trying to make a move? No, well, I mean, I think we all know the one big, the, the, you know, the one big thing that quarterback went to Cleveland. Uh, otherwise, I mean, there was there was never like any like big plans. But you have options, right? Like you still need to try and potentially take a swing at quarterback, whether it's whether it's um, whether it's in the draft or bringing in some competition for camp uh, for Sam. Um, and then um, you, you leave yourself about twenty million of that to pay draftees, and, and keep yourself about half of that for moves within the season. So you got about ten left, and then of course you're, you're still potentially leaving options open at left tackle. So they've they've kind of just left it flexible to make some moves over the next few weeks and months, and um, it kind of depends on what happens with the draft. And I think um, doing it that way maybe also makes other teams around them guessing about what they're actually going to do in the draft. And that's beyond like like. I know that people love to read mock drafts, which are so incredibly accurate, which is why people do 13 of them and still aren't correct. Um, because it's because, you know, people doing the mock drafts, they know that much more than the people downstairs who the football football staffs around the league haven't even set their boards yet. So football teams don't even know. Jacksonville probably knows what they're doing. But a lot of other teams, most of all the other teams, don't know how the draft's going to play out yet. This is when they start really going through their boards and then going through mock drafts and then getting – like they have information. Everyone kind of knows what other teams are doing, but this is when it really starts to solidify right around this time. Okay. All right. Now, some more things that went on with the offseason with the Panthers is they had some um, key players from that 2018 draft class uh, get extensions. Um, DJ Moore, first round. Uh, Dante Jackson and uh, Ian Thomas. Uh, based on those, uh, your opinions. Again, I know you you say you're not in the know. Uh, how do you felt like those deals came up? Um, yeah, like I'm not in the know as far as like here's here's as far as I'm in the know. Like I am so completely selfish that like can Dante play cornerback or not? Like no, no, no. I I care more that like. I need in my job, whether I'm doing my job here internally or whether I'm externally, you know what I want? I want guys that can talk, that have personalities, that are fun, that smile, that it's like this is a sport, that it's not – I'm not one of 53, I'm one of one. Like my favorite guy that's come through here remains Josh Norman because he just <laughs> say ridiculous things. I'm in this for the entertainment, right? Like whether, again, I'm, I'm covering it on the outside or I'm covering it on the inside, especially now on the inside – like I'm in this for the entertainment part of it, so because I'm not smart enough, I'm I'm not going to pretend I'm smart enough. Like and I like no one really like, it's just I, I don't know like I don't know if they're making the right decisions or not. And I'm not going to try and convince you that they are or not, um, but uh, I just I, I want personality. So so a re-signing like Dante, what excites me about that is that okay now we got Dante for a few more years. I think Dante. Guys like Brian Burns, someone like Brian Burns, like I think COVID has really hurt those two as far as getting their personalities out there. Now that we can get our hands back on players, both both internally and externally, you know, I think I think right. Um, there's been a lot of connection lost 
with the fan base. I don't think the fan base has been able to latch on to a lot of these players over the last couple of years because you had so many players you were familiar with. You had superstar Cam Newton, right? People people embraced Ryan Khalil, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, Greg Olson. And when all that ends like this, and then you replace it with what? And COVID happens? Like, and the winning doesn't happen? Then it's just like, where's the connection? And that's why there's a lot. Of, there's also a vacuum of people to be upset because, like, do you even love these players? You haven't gotten to know these players yet because of a bunch of different reasons. So one of my jobs right now, hopefully, like I have, like I haven't been in the locker room for two years. I haven't gotten because of COVID. Like I haven't had access to these players. I haven't, mm-hmm. like I never met. I never once had a face to face chat with Teddy Bridgewater. I haven't had a face to face chat with Sam Darnold or any of the new players they brought in two years because of COVID restrictions. Um, mm-hmm. So the a lack, so, you know, essentially ending the way that old regime had to end and it had to end because divorces always have to happen because it's guy like, except for Luke, like everyone really came to the end of their line as far as playing career goes. Um, you know, it's just that great era of a connection with the fan base ended and it hasn't been replaced yet. So hopefully now at the end of COVID and some other changes, um, us and, and, and other media and, and folks like you, Kevin, can can find players to latch on to and root for again and in, 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 in find these guys, like their personalities and be like, okay, maybe he's not the best in the league, but he's really good and, and I, I like the guy and I want to root for the guy. And I think you guys have been missing that for a couple of years and that's that's really what's needed at the most basic level is people to root for and get behind again. Yeah, the way you said that, you kind of segue into it's like it's almost like you're looking at the questions I want to ask you here. Um, my next question was with so many changes with the Panthers, particularly this offseason with uh, Matt Rude changing up his coaching staff, letting go of um, letting go of Joe Brady, um, had a temporary um, offense coordinator, and then hiring Ben McAdoo, uh, changing offensive line coach, uh, changing defensive line coach, bringing back Steve Wilkes. Up out in the secondary. So I know that late in the season, Matt Rule was saying that he wants us to be a power run team. What what do you feel like based on the changes made with the coaching? What what kind of uh, identity you think the Panthers are going to have? Because as fans, it was hard for us to put a, a finger on what is our, our, our identity. Um, yeah, we know what McAdoo, he's a West Coast um, offense type of philosophy. But, um, you know, how, how, how do you see it? I can't answer that because honestly, and I'm not trying to avoid this. And I'm, I still think I'm like the like as rational as can be. Like we don't know who the quarterback necessarily is going to be, and like so much of it the stems on who the quarterback is going to be. Um, I think Joe Brady still hopefully has a bright future in this league, but he didn't really have the quarterback play, and maybe he, I, I don't, who not like there's probably multiple reasons. Not one thing necessarily has to be true. It wasn't that Joe Brady maybe not was ready. Maybe Teddy. Maybe he wasn't like an elite quarterback that couldn't, but like all these things combined didn't make for a good mix. So, uh, what's their identity going to be? I don't know. Like, yes, we know they have Christian McCaffrey. We know they have Deontay Foreman. We know we have these. They have these skill positions, but if we don't necessarily know what the future is at quarterback, uh, who knows what it's going to be in twenty two? At this moment, we're just guessing on April seventh, and it's not even really an educated guess right now because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Right. And, you know, with the quarterback, you know, it, it, it seemed like last few all seasons, every quarterback possibly available got attached with the Panthers. It was almost like waking up every day. OK, who is it? I mean, from 
Jimmy Garoppolo to Gardner Minshew. I mean, uh, the list just goes uh, on and on. And then, you know, we got the prospects in the draft, you know, Malik Willis, uh, Kenny Pickett, um, uh, the one out of uh, Ole Miss, um, I'm trying to think of his name, um, Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Uh, you know, you got some UNC homers, you know, thinking Sam Howell, Desmond Riddle. I mean, it's just all type of guys out there. So, um, so many different directions the team can go as far as potential quarterback. But let's just say for devil's advocate, let's just say Evan Neal drops, at, drops to us at six and we take a tackle or whatever. Uh, if that was to happen, again, opinion only, because we know you're not with, associated with a team like that to get a good feel, but uh, is there a quarterback if we took a, a strong left tackle that you may think would benefit from a tackle starting like that? Well, like, so, like, I know people didn't love Teddy, but, like, I think right, right, you just – you have to build a foundation. And was Teddy going to win you a Super Bowl? No. But I do think, in my opinion, like, just let Teddy come back a second year and just roll with Teddy. You're not winning a Super Bowl, but continue building the foundation because – like, unless you know, like, unless you're getting a Joe Burrow, unless you're getting a Cam Newton, um, do do you really think one of these quarterbacks is going to be a Pat Mahomes? Like, again, I'm I'm not smart enough to have any idea, but people who do know football better than me don't seem to be all that high on these quarterbacks. But is it worth taking a swing at one of them? I I don't know. So to me, I think practically continuing to build the right. You built the defense. You still need to build the defense a little bit more. But building the offensive line to me would be, especially if you don't believe that one of these quarterbacks is the next big thing, well then, yeah, does that is that going to make 20, what are we in, 2022? Is that mm-hmm. going to not give you this enormous gratification right now? No, but you're, you're, bu- you're trying to build something long-term. Will it work? Who knows? But I just think, you know, like you're going to take these swings at quarterbacks and you're trying to do, you're trying to do everything at one time. And um, it's like the bad analogy, maybe. Um Microsoft made a whole bunch of stuff. Like they had a whole bunch of products, and then Steve Jobs and Apple's reinvent, Apple reinvented themselves, and they focused on like one, two, three products, and they made they focused on doing that instead of doing everything at a time. Um, and I know that's it's a really bad analogy because you do have to do a lot. I mean, you gotta you gotta build your football team, but like I just think build smarter. And I and I think if you would have just you would have kept Teddy gone through those pains. I understand why they did the same thing. Here's a 23-year-old quarterback who you think, okay, maybe a, you know, a, a, a fresh set of circumstances. Might as well take a swing at him. I understand why you did it. Um, but right in hindsight, maybe it was smarter to just roll with Teddy and spend those resources um, both in the draft and money on, on, on other ways to build it up. But there was an opportunity to take a swing at a 23-year-old quarterback. If, if you'd have worked out, if you connected on him, then you had your quarterback. Um, so it's an inexact science as we know, right? And we can all yap about it and get upset about it and have opinions about it. Um, but, um, and sometimes, right, people like me can be wrong when I'm like, hey, give Will Greer a chance. I, I was also wrong about Byron Bell all those years ago. I'm like, all these, people, all these people were mad about Byron Bell. And I was like, who knows? Maybe it'll work. Because I was right. I was just like, I don't know. And clearly, and I was wrong on that one by just telling people, to, and, and the people who were screaming that Byron Bell right away wasn't going to be the answer ended up being like, see, I told you. Like, well, I wasn't telling you, like, Byron Bell was going to be great. I was just like, let's see. But, okay, 
Now, all these people who are screaming, are you telling me all the all the other things you've been screaming about that you got wrong as well? Or no, you're just kind of cherry picking the ones you guys got right. <laughs> yeah, well, cherry picking definitely does happen. You know, everybody wants to uh, nobody wants to be wrong on in social media. So everybody uh, curbs the information to, to, to fit their motive. All right. So you mentioned something about building defense. Um, let me ask you this as far as your opinion goes. Uh, you know, the Panthers cornerback room went from a weakness to a strength all of a sudden. You know, we got the return of J.C. Horn. We got the extension of uh, Dante Jackson. Uh, we traded last year for C.J. Henderson. Uh, Keith Taylor was a nice day three surprise uh, that showed up. Now, Stephen Gilmore, who's from the area, is a free agent, hasn't been signed. Um, do you feel like the Panthers should bring him back? Because I know Fitterer had said that uh, that the door was open and, and that a deal was on the table, but he wanted to weigh, um, Gilmore wanted to weigh his options. Uh, do you feel like bringing them back would benefit the Panthers or should those funds go elsewhere that we're, we're good enough at the cornerback position? Well, cause you say benefit. So like benefit in which way? Cause then you also said funds. So are the funds worth the benefit? Now, is he a benefit? Of course he's a benefit. Is he a benefit at the price he's currently looking for? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, apparently, he hasn't been signed by 31 other teams at the moment. Like, if if he was at a price that 32 teams wanted to sign him at, he he did, he'd have signed now. But is he a tremendous? I think I think they they were they were glad to give up a six round pick for just the experience that he brought to that that cornerback room for a few months last year. So mm-hmm. if his price comes down and he's like, listen, I kind of want to stay here. I haven't found what I'm looking for out there. Sure, let's do it. But again, this is. One of the reasons why they've given themselves option with the money. Um, so I think it's an option and I think it'd be great for them. Um, but you know, he's up there in the years. Um, you know, he's had some injury issues. Are you sure that he's gonna play 17 games? And even if he doesn't play 17 games, okay. But is he gonna give you that experience that you want inside those rooms and help be a coach for these guys? Is that valuable? So they're they're weighing, I think, all those things. So um, but I don't think it's a decision you have to make now. And if he goes and he finds the deal he's looking for else elsewhere. Bio Candios, appreciate what you did this past year, and good luck to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I've definitely been a fan of resigning back because I think that, one, it would be nice for him to mentor his alumni, J.C. Horn, who also came from South Carolina. Um, even though Dante Jackson is, quote, the veteran of the room, um, you know, no cornerback has ever played at the level that Stephen Gilmore Stefan Gilmore has plays. So I definitely think his experience alone will be. But like I said, it's got to come at the right price. Let me interrupt you because, again, remember I said the one the one guy I'm really irrational about is still my favorite player that came Josh Norman. Josh Norman, his one year he had, it was the one year, but that one year he had, I'd argue that, that might be better than any year Stefan Gilmore has. I'm talking out of my I – don't, I, don't, I can't – I don't know that. But that 2015 year that Josh Norman had, that was pretty freaking special. Oh, yeah, definitely. Josh locked down, you know, one side of the field. So, um, yeah. <laughs> he made plays, and he talked about it, and he backed them up. That that interception I think he had against week, in week two against the Saints when he went vertical. Two, yes. When he went vertical. In, in, like, the press box was supposed mm-hmm. to be violent. And when he went vertical, and it was um, – I think it was Cade McCown, he intercepted, and the Saints were somehow in that game. Maybe it was week four. Uh, well, Seattle was week four. Anyway, uh, and Josh went vertical, and the press box just went, oh, it was just crazy. And um, he got paid. 
He got paid that one magical year. All right. Um, just a couple more here for you, Bill. Um, so you just mentioned earlier with the, uh, you know, uh, that has to be, I guess, exciting here to, uh, I guess, to warrant, you know, going to do a, uh, a, co- a full all-out confidential like, like was done last year. So let me ask you this. With the Panthers not having a single day two pick, you know, of course, we traded our second-round pick, number 40th overall to the Jets. So, yeah, we got fleeced on that. And the third-rounder for uh, C.J. Henderson, Scott Fitter has a reputation of trading back. He did, like, uh, I don't know, five, six tradebacks just last draft. Um, how realistic? How realistic do you think that could uh, could possibly be this year to recoup picks? I think um, right. People would be like, "Oh, what are you doing Friday? There's no picks." It's like you're assuming you really think there's not going to be any picks on Friday. So um, <laughs> I would be surprised. I'm not again. I don't know. Anything. I'd be surprised if they sit out Friday. Now, how are they going to get in on Friday? I have no idea. Um, but I just. It just doesn't seem like because we have we only, we have such a small sample size with Scott. It's one draft, and he didn't really sit on his hands in that draft. He made five trades on that draft, so it would surprise me if they're just like, yeah, we're gonna watch what everyone else does on that Friday night. Uh, how, again, how they're gonna get in it, I don't know, but um, I'm not assuming. I'm assuming we'll be working on Friday night. I hope so because uh, I definitely made plans myself to be uh, be there for the. Uh, for the draft, so hey, I'm um, I'm looking to make this trip worthwhile. So I hope it definitely, definitely be something to look out for here. All right, uh, we'll be able to wrap this up here for you. Um, like I said, you've been patient with the the technical issues I had earlier, so I don't want to uh, occupy your whole evening here. Not a problem. Um, uh, as far as like with the uh, the direction of the Panthers, you know, Matt Rule being presumed uh, on the hot seat. Let's just say, conversation's sake. Uh, we do take a rookie quarterback, either Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or or trade back and get a Corral. Or however, it's presumed that they, a rookie contract with that fifth-year option allows you to build around your quarterback uh, with other free agents and resign other players until it's time to pay quarterback. So if the Panthers did that option, uh, do you think that alone would secure Matt Rue's job because to draft a quarterback – and then at least give him, um, you know, enough time to develop him. Or if the Panthers just have a, a, a just a crappy record with the rookie quarterback, he might be gone. Like, uh, just your opinion again. What do you? How do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so it's so impossible to predict. Like, um, <laughs> I just I I I I haven't spoken really to David Tepper in two to three months, and that's not anything I really probably bring up with him anyway. Uh, so. Right. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's again, listen, we all have to fill spaces with content with this talk. So like, yes, I can yap about how it's April 7th and we're just, it's bad for your mental health and all this other stuff. But as a content producer myself, I understand we have to feed the beast. Right. So this is one of those things, but like, we're guessing I have, I have no, I, I have no idea. Um, all I know is like, they need to find a quarterback of the future. Um, is it going to be right now? Are one of these quarterbacks the quarterback of the future? I don't know. It doesn't seem like the rest of the league thinks that. But who knows? Maybe these guys here think there is one that's worth taking a swing at. And when you're going to take that swing, I don't know. Um, but as far as how that equates into anyone's job here, I think it's just so just – I'm just – I'm not smart enough to, to have any clue on what that would mean on April 7th. All right. 
And the last I'm question I say, oh, I'm ahead. a bad cat, right? Because like the people, the people that went in the space, like have, and I've never had hot takes. Like I'm just, I'm a bad guest because I'm always like, oh, you know. So I apologize for being a bad guest, but this is what you get with me. I'm always just kind of in the middle. Bill, you honest, and I respect that. So uh, I, I had to adjust my questions on the fly because you you inform me of uh, where you where you currently stand. So I appreciate you working with me here. Um, I did say the best question for last. I've been having people in the news feed wanting me to uh, throw this out here after you. So as you know, um, you had mentioned him earlier about about Cam Newton. He had mentioned that uh, he has offers. Uh, Fitter has said that him and Matt Rule had good conversations. They also have an offer on the table. Uh, if Cam Newton has a full, let's just for the sake of conversation, do you think a re-signing of Cam Newton with the full healthy offseason would possibly put him in position if it went that way? Do you think that would be a good route to go, or is or is this whole um, is the time with Cam just up after you know how everything went last year? I mean, again, it's been four. It, we have four years of evidence on something's going on with his shoulder. And I know a lot of people want to wish and close their eyes and say, give them, give them a new coaching staff, give them an offensive line. It's going to work like, guys, now, is he still serviceable? Can he still be a weapon in a certain way in the NFL? Absolutely. But as a 17-game starting quarterback, I don't think – I think the league has – and the league has said that now for a few years, right, where they haven't been in a rush. To sign, but he's, he's still really valuable as a weapon on offense – if you can figure out and, and right, he's gonna want he's gonna want to do it in a in a certain type of role, and then a team's gonna want to use him in that certain type of role. But as far as your 17 game starting quarterback, I just I don't think that's realistic. Um, I think in a situation where if they would have got a Deshaun Watson, Cam being here would have been fantastic. I think even a guy like a Malik Willis, like again, selfishly, I what's interesting for me, I don't know if Malik can play or not. I doubt he would even start week one. But Panthers drafting Malik Willis, that makes that, that brings some excitement around here. And then what better storyline than bringing in the guy that that you know he went to the same high school, you know, that like that's fun for me. That's now will that help them win games? I have no idea. But as far as hey, let's get our content producers out there and get the cell phone video of Cam riding out with Malik for the first time. That to me, that excites me, but I can't tell you what that's going to mean in week one, eight, 17 next year. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that would be the smart football decision. Um, but I think Cam, Cam should still be in the league. Cam, Cam can still run over people. Cam can still make some passes that he's valuable and should be in the league. I would love it if he's here because, again, selfishly for content purposes. He's great. You know they love him downstairs. Um, I think he's he is just like all of us. He's not like he's matured. He's he's he, these kids are listening to him. Um, he is not right. We all make mistakes. Like Cam was under such a spotlight, and people wanted him to make mistakes. Like there were times when Cam made legitimate mistakes, and there were times when Cam didn't make mistakes, but people wanted to hey, look what he did and all this other stuff. So he was unfairly treated in a lot of ways as well. Um, but so I, I would love it if Cam's still around. Um, but we'll see. I think Scott is saying the truth. Like Cam's looking for the right situation for him. The door is not closed here. 
Could it end up being here? Sure. Well, is he going to be the 17-game starting quarterback with a fixed offensive line and a new coaching staff and everyone rides off into the sunset and he wins the Super Bowl? No. Like, that's just – physically, I don't believe he can do that right now. Um, but I think he's still useful. All right. Well, I hope so because one of the biggest bets I got in the offseason I made back in uh, February, I uh, one of my real good friends and – admins in one of the Panthers group, David Widger in Arkansas, he said that uh, I told him that Cam Newton would be getting resigned and we draft Malik Willis. He said, if that happens, you got a steak dinner on me. So I'm kind of hoping that happens. <laughs> there you go. Where's the steak dinner going to be? I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm a fan of Long John, I mean, uh, Longhorn Steakhouse. Okay. Uh, get my band, Ruth Chris. It's nice just for that price. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I get a full quality for that price or quantity rather yeah, get you're quality. Not, you're not paying for it though so well if that's case state 48 <laughs> listen you and me both i like from a from a content perspective the cam newton malik willis duo would be fantastic are they going to win a lot of games i have no idea but it sure would be fun yeah because that uh next schedule we got coming up this year is not going to be favorable the afc north and the nfc west ouch <laughs> keep not it's not the sexy thing to do but keep building it like like build it slow and hopefully you eventually hit on a quarterback um that's that's the way for me i would say to do it which again might not that might not give you all that gratification in 2022 but the goal has always been take three four five years to build this thing back up after that old regime ended Right. Well, but we're going to let this close out by you uh, giving fans some information. We've got a lot of fans in the comments here who are saying they still remember you from the black and blue review days and uh, they miss you. And they say you, Dan Grant, Joe Person are the guys we trust. If if y'all don't say it, it's not true. Um, I know we have some technical issues. So, again, let let fans know where you could be found or, um, you know, any type of, you know, anything upcoming with you personally uh, for you for the, for your fans. Yeah, we're getting ready here to try and figure out, you know, uh, have some decent draft coverage um, and then schedule a release right after that. Um, should be a couple weeks after draft. And then players will be back in the building in, I think, 10, 11 days, something like that. So, but I'm, I'm, my, most of my focus is, 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 is on hiring and building up the content team and making the content team we have here uh, even better. So that's, um, that's what I'm spending most of my time on. So, um, I'll eventually get back on Twitter and run my mouth a little bit and tell people like, my own sarcastic way, like, "Oh, stop it!" Like, right? Like, um, yeah, you, you, you have a sarcastic petty that I, I, I like that I kind of uh, envy mine around. So I, I definitely, uh, I definitely miss you on there being the, uh, being that way. Not for everybody, I understand, but I. <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank you for making the time. I know you've been uh, busy all day. I uh, appreciate this. Uh, I've been a big fan of yours. It was a blessing to run into you at training camp. Get that uh, lovely picture with you that you was talking about earlier. That was um, picture. Let's get back to that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but definitely, we hope to. Uh, I definitely like the opportunity maybe later on. I don't know if it's um, during training camp or during the season, but we definitely like to uh, bring you back, um, you know, just to, you know, update us. Um, like I said, you're, you've been one of the four-man rush favorites from the beginning before we even got together. We all – Thought really highly of you, so we just want to thank you um, on behalf of everybody here at the Foreman Rush. One, thank you for this opportunity. Um, 
Center, and we definitely look forward to um, hearing from you and um, waiting on that Panther content from you. Thank you, Kevin. I'll be I'll be back. I'll I'll pop I'll pop my head back out again. Just working on some things in the meantime. All right, all right. Well, Panther fans, we want to uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, again, this is um, Kevin Avery of the Four Man Rush with Bill Voth. Uh, just be on the lookout for this content um, over the next few months. And main thing, let's uh, keep pounding and see where this thing goes. All right. Everybody, y'all take care, and I'll catch, I'll catch you guys out in social media land. Take it easy. All right, let's see here. Stop podcast. I'm rusty, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, I, I got thrown off on all these uh, technical issues, so it was definitely uh, – yeah, it was definitely um I do apologize for that. Oh, that's fine. I'm I apologize for being a shitty guest. I'm I'm rusty. I just as you can tell I haven't <laughs> talked in a while. So I, I right. sucked in the riot thing before this as well. But um yeah. Yeah, but definitely um, you know, we st- you know, like I say, stay in touch, reach out to me anytime. Um I definitely uh reach out to you and um like I say maybe we can collaborate in the future. Uh, you plan on being out in Vegas? Um, it depends. So what happens is we wait for the players to find out which players are going to be there. Then mm-hmm. we'll be like, okay, what are the odds that who they might take will be there? So last year I went to Cleveland, knowing that. Okay, but we could send someone to J- we could send someone to Columbia for JC. So I don't know. I'm on standby to go to Vegas. I would imagine I'll probably go, but that doesn't mean that the guy they take will end up being out there. But you don't want to not be out there if the guy is out there. So we'll mm-hmm. see. All right. Hey, well, listen, who knows? Maybe I get to look enough to run into you if it happens. <laughs> right, Enjoy your trip. Right, out we'll there. Be listening. You have a good rest of your evening. Take care. And again, thank you so much. No problem. Have a good one. Right. You too. Bye.